tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. This is Alma the Sun. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This <laughs> is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the Authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown, I amuse you? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it, who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stump. Son of a son of a son of a gun. You thought I was going to say, son of a bitch, didn't you? And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light them up. (laughs) It's time for the Cigar Authority. October 11th, 2014. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And today... We light them up Halloween style with the guy that made cigar smoking fashionable during the Halloween season. We light up the seventh installment of the Monster Series with its creator from Tatuaje Cigars, Pete Johnson. We have cigar news with Barry and news in the asylum. We'll get Old Fart Freddy in here with gentleman Chuck Morrison joining us. We'll, we'll get Debonair and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to this installment of The Cigar Authority. It's an installment now. It You're is. listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and Yes, the world that is always broadcast on location this week at the worldwide headquarters of Tatuaje Cigars. Oh, okay. And weird. we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch this mess live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. And the Monster Series, that's what we're going to light up. And uh, the Monster Series was an idea that came out of Gloucester Street Cigars in Boston. Uh, Jose Augusto, uh, right down uh, off Newbury Street in Boston. And uh, he's the guy that had the pork chop, too. That was a big deal when that came out. But uh, it was 2008. And the Tatuaje Frank came out, and everybody was talking about it, named after Frankenstein. 
dress boxes. This is boxes that have um, the pitches on it as opposed to nothing on it. Artwork shaped like a coffin. Right. And uh, there were 666 boxes of 13 made, uh, 8,658 cigars. That's all green band on it. As the years went on, it became the Drac. And uh, that was in 2009 with a little Boris in between, which is uh, was unbanded or banded. We don't know. We'll find out about that. A little uh, argument me and you had yeah, on that. I, I remember it having a white band. Really? Um, the Face came out later on uh, in 2010. The Wolfman followed in 2011 as the amounts increased, as uh, the popularity grew. In 2012, it was The Mummy, uh, followed by The Little Monsters, a uh, version of smaller monsters that came out. And with the success of that, in 2013 was the JV-13. That was the Jason Voritez uh, version. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. And then the Pudgy Monsters, which we have right now. It's like the second round of greatest hits, really, because you had the greatest hits with the Pudgy Monsters, and then this is just to bring it to the music side. there's There's a good way right there. And now here it is, October 11th, 2014, and the introduction of the latest, the number seven. This is the Tatuaje Jekyll that we have right here. And as you know, there was Jekyll and Hyde, but this is just the Jekyll. The Hyde is next year, so for the first time, we actually know what next year's version is. Not only do we know, we have two single cigars here of next year's that maybe we'll get to in the next hour, and there's only two of us right here because Mr. Jonathan is is Manning along with Chuck, the wheels of steel. He's not one of the cool kids today. But Manning the wheels because Chuck has to go off to the Patriots, uh, and the flight is leaving very shortly, so he'll he'll only take us to... uh, the uh, next segment, and then Jonathan's going to handle that. So right now, I know you hear us, you can see us, everything is fine. Things then, will start. Yeah, fl- give it twenty minutes, and, and then and things will start falling but apart. But he's going to make sure that we get Pete up here. It's yes. running good, and then you walk off. Yeah, just, we got, exactly. And, and then if it falls apart after that, uh, it falls <laughs> apart after that. So let's look at it. What, what do we have here? This is uh, so the band this year is uh, white based with green lettering that says Tatuaje, and in black on the side it says Halloween Monster. No, and no the, year. No year. And the rapper on this version is the Sancti Spiritus, which is also a region in Cuba. Uh, when Pete's on, maybe he'll be able to tell us a little bit about the type of tobacco that is Sancti Spiritus. And it's a binder, a dual binder, both using Nicaraguan uh, leaves with the filler being Nicaraguan as well. It measures at 7 by 49. 7 by 49. This is a legitimate Churchill. Mm-hmm. And it smells spicy on the outside of the wrapper. Little sweet, little spicy. A little sweet. There's definitely some sweetness. Uh, definitely has that signature Nicarag- Nicarag- Nicaraguan. Thank you. Spice. Only, only 666 of the 13 count dress boxes are offered to the public, each individually numbered. Each year, the boxes uh, seem to gain in popularity, so the remaining amounts will be the undressed boxes. And um, the bulk of the dress boxes uh, go to 13 select retailers. Of which seven two? years. It took seven years. <laughs> but we got it. We got it. So and the I'm phones so did excited. not stop ringing. Oh, my God. I understand now why they call it the unlucky 13. No. Because you spend your time on the phone, man. Yes, you do. But there's been things that happened to some of the unlucky 13s over the years. Some of the people aren't even in business any longer. Might be a curse. Might be a curse. We'll see what happens. But 263 remaining will be split between hundreds of Tatuahe retailers across the country. So um, 
The rumor I am starting right now, and we'll see if this rumor comes true or not, but with his Jekyll and Hyde, and the boxes, from what I understand, is a split face that you need both of them to put together to actually hold the whole thing, that the unlucky 13 for next year are the same unlucky 13 from this year because they actually ah, go together. Again, that's a good rumor to it, start. It's a rumor. I have started it, and uh, we're going to see if we can go, go any further than that. Hey, all the rumors we put out were bound to be right eventually, right? Right, yeah. bound to happen anyway. But listen, some of the rumors we said that haven't happened yet, they're happening. They're happening. They're happening. Uh, okay, so it's time to cut our cigar. Let's, let's cut this. It is, uh, the official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And we'll give this one a cut. I already cheated. I did a little bit of the cold drawer already. Yeah. It reminds me of Topps Bubblegum. The bubblegum that used to come oh in baseball God. cards. The little powdery inside. Yeah. Did you, did you lick inside the... Uh, well, you know, you, you got to lick it before you stick yeah. it. Yeah. I don't, I don't get the... Yeah, with Mr. Jonathan producing, it's going to be a full day <laughs> of that. Hey, with Chuck in your back pocket all these years... <laughs> Slight sweet, slight raisin, very slight in the background. Not a lot of it, but <laughs> it reminds me of bubblegum. I'm going to go. This this actually has the flavor to me of double bubble uh, when they came out so with, the with the big league. So you went with the bubblegum anyway. they went with the big league So you're chew. telling me he's wrong and crazy, and then you have it. And that's on the cold draw. Ah. Oh, isn't it nice to be at the, at the wheels, right? Oh, my goodness. So what are we using for a lighter over here? This, the reason we picked this particular lighter is because the champ is here. The rock star, Pete Johnson, is here. So I went with the champ lighter. This is the best tabletop slash, you, you say it could possibly be a pocket lighter. We, really? we haven't even brought up the Casey's here, his brother. It's a little bit. Is Casey the Fredo or, you know, <laughs> do we just leave him out of here? I'm actually I'm I'm a little jealous that he uh, kind of has my look over there, so that's why he's I looking, left him out. He's looking great, and you you don't even mention very him. handsome. Oh, he's into, oh he's <laughs> he's the Nish Patel of the Tatuai. Oh, that's awesome. So, anyways, it's a quad flame lighter. The the flame does change color. It's twenty nine ninety nine. It's an unbelievable price point. <coughs> a lot of lighter for twenty nine ninety nine. It's a lot of lighter. And that's the Vertigo Champ. Uh, okay, I lit it. What do you got? I'm going to Barry. I'm looking at Barry. Well, it's starting off with that classic pepin spice, especially through the nose. Yeah, you, you uh, put it through your nose already. Mm-hmm. There, is a, there is some to, spice. I'm scared to do that. I won't do that yet. It's tasty. It has a great flavor. It's almost like a faint gingerbread. Go ahead, hit it. Oh, wow. Oh, He's wow. giving it's you props. Have, it does have a faint gingerbread. I'm going to have to give that one to you. Wow. It, it's not a faint uh, pepper. There's a lot of pepper here. A lot of you, pepper. Go through your nose. No. Come on, retro. Not now. yet. Would you no, say it's not yet. work on it? Not, not yet. yet. Not, not yet. yet. Upper medium? Yeah. I would say upper medium. It's got balls. This we'll is, this is down, definitely like. worth the hassle, no pun intended, of trying to get a dress box. 
Yeah. It's, oh. it's good. But the cigars inside the non-dress box is the same cigar. Same cigar. Same exact cigar. Same So band. if you're failing, you don't get a dress box. Yeah. You know, it's definitely box worthy. The, it bothers me a little bit, the whole thing about the dress box, that people are so obsessed with the packaging of the cigar. And they, it's almost like they're giving up on the cigar itself. Like, oh, I don't care that much about the cigar. I just want the dress box. The packaging isn't the cigar. The cigar is the cigar, and this cigar is a rock star. So if they end up, the, the cigar is, is great, and you, as we get into it and say, this is a winner here, or maybe it was one of the older ones, will any of them ever become a regular production blend? Yeah, I'm asking now. No. So this is it. This is why it's so special, because if you end up liking it, buy everyone you can, because you will not get it. None have ever become anything after that. Ah, and the Frank is one one cigar that I wish I had bought more of. So, the Frank. Frank, the first one. The first one. Well, because it continues on, and everybody yeah. wants the, it's the rookie card, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's the big deal. And is, is that one that we had the empty box of? Uh, Boris. We have oh, the Bo- empty box of uh, Boris. We didn't have a Frank. And Drac. the Drac. We yeah. the Drac. I probably never even tried a Frank. I remember I was just getting into the serious side of cigar collecting. And I was, Did that uh, have a, a, a piece of tobacco at the bottom wrapped by itself? Not to my remembrance. Did the Frank have a piece of tobacco wrapped around it? No? That was the face. That was the face, the yeah. Face. Yeah. I remember I was on Cigar Live, which was a cigar forum. Yeah. And uh, somebody had sent me a couple of them. And that's when I became a Tatuaje fan. That was probably the first Tatuaje I ever smoked was the Frank. Well, you started right at the top. Yeah. You always remember your first, so maybe that's why I wish I had more. This is a cigar that I I would know where the cigar came from right off the bat, right? Yeah. If this was a blind taste test, you would still know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's got a uh, Tatuaje, um, Pepin Garcia uh, thing that's happening here that you you know of the taste. There's definitely There's no, that, no surprise. Yeah, no surprise. And I know we have some TAAs here, which I haven't smoked uh, yet either. But that's a uh, classic throwback to Tatuaje of yesteryear. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Uh, again, you know it when you try it and yeah. say this is what it is. So it has that. The gingerbread is more of a ginger snap now. I had some ginger snaps last night, but I'm not. Uh, it's it's a pepper bomb is what I'm getting here. So we're going to bring on Pete Johnson in a little while. Uh, he's one of the hottest new brands in the country. I say new, 11 years old. Uh, 11-year-old brand started in, in 2003. And uh, from a first consumer that loves cigars, later on working in cigar stores, and um, uh, born up and raised up here in Maine, a couple hours away from where we are, uh, a drive. Moves to L.A. to make music, uh, bass guitar player. Uh, later on, getting a job at Gus's Smoke Shop in California, I'm where, hoping, where I first had met him. I'm hoping the two of you get to tell the story later of how you both got each other in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a story. Um, later... You know, I was down in the Dominican Republic. I'm going back many years ago before. I think it was before even Gus's Smoke Shop that uh, Carlito Fuente asked me if I knew Tattoo Pete. And as a consumer, he was known in the cigar industry even back then. And uh, 
Later on, uh, it was the Diamond Crown Opus uh, story through Gus's, uh, but later on, uh, him uh, moving over to Grand Havana, which um, the people in the cigar industry knew him from there because that's where they would go, and that's where he was there, uh, later starting his own brands, and um, it was Tatuaje and Cabalon. And earlier this morning, did you try a Cabalon? Yeah, I think we smoked one from, what was it, 09 or 08? Oh, no, yeah, it was one, one of them. It was an early early box. But that's uh, when he, when Pete first came out, those are the two brands he had. And I don't want to say I got it wrong, but I thought Cabalon was the best cigar going. I mean, we named it the Cigar of the Year. I said, this is the winner. but uh, And not that it, it's a loser by any means, but it was Tatuaje that escalated mm-hmm. and everybody got paying attention to. But I urge you to try Cabalon. Uh, if you tried it before, go back to it again. Try it again and because, oh, my God. It's delicious, especially the Guapos. Yeah, they were awesome. Awesome cigars. So uh, Cabalon. St- still, to me, is the best. And um, we have uh, Edgar Dacamanja here, not to uh, leave Edgar out. Uh, he's the area rep and uh, mm-hmm. has been for 10 years. And that's what you don't see also is, is some, somebody that hangs on to their rep from the very, very beginning. A lot of loyalty on. from Pete. Yeah. A lot of loyalty. You, a, a lost word, a lost art. That's uh, Especially in the industry. Right, in this industry. Yeah. So he, he stays on, too. So it's great to see it. Um, making, from what I understand, about 2 million cigars uh, be, uh, with Pete's brands, and um, some of them still in Miami. At the Pepin Factory, yeah. right in Doral. Yeah, some of the... Um, the Brown label tatuages is what they're still making there. A small amount, maybe 20% of the production. Yeah, it's actually a stone's throw from the Doral Country Club where there's the uh, PGA tournament every year. I had gone years ago to the original place on um, um, Calocho uh, where they were making them and saw them in the early days. Uh, went in to see Papine um, in his early days down there and um, would see the tatuages and stuff being made there. I, I believe even before... Um, the Don Papin brand was even out. It was uh, making cigars for other people. Uh, right, I don't remember Pete. that. I remember when Pepin first came out when I had my store in New York. They, there was a rep, Glenn Guten, and he came in. He's like, oh, you got to try these cigars. This, this guy's the next big thing. And we tried them, and unfortunately then we didn't reorder them. But he was right. He became the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, how many people come in and that's their pitch? Yeah. This is the next big whatever. Yeah. Fingers crossed. As the buyer of, uh, of our shops. Yeah, the daily. You hear that daily, right? <laughs> How can this be the next big thing? The guy that was just here yesterday said his was the next big thing. Going to change the industry. I believe it did change the industry, though. 100%. It, it, took, it put Nicaragua on the map. Not only that, it actually brought a younger group of people or a different group of people into the cigar industry that, that, I, that you know people started looking different that were coming in, being yeah. interested in it, that. It was post-boom, but it created yeah. a younger cigar smoker, you know, somebody in their mid-20s instead of their mid-40s. The missing element that was happening in the cigar industry at that point was... was tattoos. No, was Cuban cigars. Mm-hmm. And although we didn't have Cuban cigars, I think this was the closest we were getting to Cuban cigars of the people that were looking for that type of thing. I don't even think that. I think it had a lot to do with the accessibility of who these you know people were. Pete was very accessible. So it was easy for somebody to latch on to and relate to Pete. You know, he's a, born in America, English speaking. Yeah, yeah. Traveled, loving music. So there was something to converse with him about. You know, unfortunately when you have some of the people in the industry come by, there's a little bit of a language barrier. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. English isn't their natural language. So it's hard to relate to them and hard to develop a relationship or a friendship 
And Pete was one of the first guys that crossed that, you know, the line. You know, he wasn't just a brand owner, but he was somebody you look forward to hanging out with in the shop. Well, he was one of you. That, that's what that's what it was. He he loves cigars. That was his thing, and uh, that's what he brought forward. And and uh, as far as a retailer goes, he had retail experience also, so he could talk our language also. Yep. So uh, well rounded. I mean, he's got everything going on, and he's got a great palate. And uh, uh, you know, there's something here for everybody. We have uh, the tattoos at five dollars a cigar, and then uh, they go up there for uh, rare stuff and age stuff. And um, as um, you see on Cuban boxes with the year, yeah. uh, cold the boxes there and stuff. stamped with the year. Yeah, uh, and you don't see, you still don't see a lot of people doing it. No, uh, it's a gutsy move. Yeah, because you, you run the risk of somebody looking for, oh, I want the 2009, I have the 2010. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, these aren't the ones or something. But um, but then you also run into the uneducated consumer that wants, oh, I want something fresh. This is old. Yeah. And they don't realize that the older the cigar, the better the cigar. Mm-hmm. It's aged like fine wine. Well, speaking of aged, and I, and I look at what we talk about is the mascara line between the ash and the tobacco itself and how tight this line is. Like very it's tight. very, very aged. This is a brand new cigar, but obviously very aged tobacco. It's, uh, no jaggedness. It's a straight burn. Yeah, yeah. The ash is firm. It's light in color. It's toyed like a toyga. A <laughs> uh, toyga. What's a toyga? A toyga. You know, it's got stripes. All right. Else. I exhausted a little on my uh, nose. Tiger. Just, so you know. <laughs> just a little. Wake up. It woke you up. Oh, it takes more of it. <laughs> you look a little green right now. No, it's not. Oh, it's not overly done. It's heavy though. It's heavy. Uh, when I, by the time I get to the next one, it'll be lunchtime. I hope. All right, it's time because we're going to lose Chuck. It's time for us to step into the uh, classic three-way. Okay, let's do it. You've heard of epic rap battles, <laughs> but now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day, tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history, it is looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under. Get this, under. $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Today, October 11th, it's Luke Perry's birthday. Happy birthday, Luke Perry. He's an American actor. He starred as Dylan McKay on the TV series Beverly Hills 90210. Buffy the Vampire Slayer stars in HBO's prison drama Oz and many, many more. He's born today. Barry Stein, what year was he born? 1969. 1969. Chuck. We have some undebonair activity going on over here, by the way. And I wrote this before the question was asked. 1965. Okay. 1971. So, uh, 65 will take it. 66. Wow. Wow. Chuck. Wow. Chuck. It yes, works. ESPN going on. Don't, don't let them see what's going on there. Okay, Chuck. Today is uh, Daryl Hall's birthday. H-O-H-L is how you really spell his name. But H-A-L-L. Daryl Hall is an, is an American rock and roll R&B soul singer, keyboardist, guitarist, songwriter, producer, best known as co-founder and lead vocalist of Hall & Oates. 
Uh, you know him. She's gone. Rich girl. Kisses on my list. Private eyes. Sarah smile. It's Daryl Hall's birthday today, Chuck. Born what year? 1935. 1935. 42. 42. 50. 42 will take it. It's 46. Damn right it will. Damn Mr. It's... Jonathan. Barry, you're not on the board here. Uh, Mr. Jonathan. Today is Chuck Christ Trump's birthday. Middle name, Christ. Fre- Frederick Christ Trump. Died in 99. He's an American real estate developer. He's the father of Donald Trump. Oh. Fred Trump began his career running an uh, Arctic restaurant. Later embarked on his career in uh, real estate development, uh, operating affordable housing rental, the opposite of what his son does, affordable rental housing, large apartment complexes in New York City, including more than 27,000 low-income multifamily apartments. That's where the money came from. Came from Fred Christ Trump. Born today, what year? 1907. 1907. 09. 09. 01. 01, I'll take it. 05. All right. All Barry, right. Barry, nothing, huh? I'm getting shut out. All right, Barry, this is to you. Today is the birthday of Artie Lang. You know who he is? Artie Lang, American actor, comedian, radio personality. Best known for uh, being on the Howard Stern Show. Sketch artist on Mad TV. Also starred uh, a host of sports entertainment radio show called The Artie Lang Show. Uh, He was in Jerry Maguire, Dirty Works, and many, many more. It's Artie Lang's birthday today. What year? Oh, wow. I'm doing the math. 1958. 1958. Chuck. 68. 68. 62 for the win. 62 for the win. It's 67. Oof. Two to two to zero. Two to two to zero. And this is the last question. So you need something. I got to get it dead on. I'll put you last. Just give you a chance here. Died today. Died Died today. today. Died today. Okay. Uh, John Elroy Sanford. Known professionally as Red Fox, was an American actor. That's comedian. why he was called Sanford and Son. That's right. Remembered for his explicit comedy records that he starred uh, in, also starred in the role in the 1970s sitcom Sanford and Son. Fox gained notoriety as a raunchy nightclub act from the 50s and 60s, known as the King of Party Records. He performed more than 50 records in his lifetime. Uh, Starred in Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy. You know him. Red Fox. He died today. What year, Mr. Jonathan? 1929. Died in 1929. Yeah, very interesting. Chuck. 91. 91. 87. 91 for two points. Chuck in the winner of today. Wow. And this classic day, October 11th, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Whatever classic you choose, it is a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. This is the first time I got shut out. There we go. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're bringing in someone who has made a change in this cigar industry. He made it cool to smoke cigars. Pete Johnson from Tatuaje Cigars joins us. We have cigar news, crazy news from the asylum. Old Fat Freddy will not disappoint. Stick around. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I've worked long and hard to create a Cameroon cigar. We've been saving Cameroon wrappers for seven years to come up with the perfect cigar, the Vintage 2003. This cigar has a Cameroon wrapper from Africa, delivers a sweet taste, medium-bodied, a ton of flavor, yet it's smooth on the palate. If you've never tried the Vintage 2003, 
Please go out and try one because this Cameroon cigar is going to deliver everything you're seeking. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Those that hear that background music right there, welcome to the Cigar Authority, everybody. Just somebody we know. Uh, we're not going to say any more than that. Weekly broadcast about the nonsense that happened in the cigar industry. This is the Cigar Authority. We're joined by what some call the rock star of the cigar industry. I met him as Tattoo Pete and later on Pete Johnson, uh, known throughout the cigar industry. Welcome aboard, Pete. Thanks, Dave. How, how are How's everybody? Everybody's good. And the, uh, you're smoking uh, one from way back, huh? This yeah, is an RC-184 from... 06. 06. Actually, that's a year after I launched them, so yeah. it's pretty early on. Yeah, I saved a couple boxes, and uh, what better time to light it up uh, with you here. And uh, we're getting a big viewership here because people are very interested in uh, what you got coming out, what you're doing. You, uh, we talked earlier that uh, you've changed the industry. You excited the industry with some different things, like the Monster Series that, um, you know, I don't think people looked at, uh, oh, it's Halloween time, it's time, cigar smoking time, or a weird time to uh, bring out a cigar. Not the beginning of the year, not a trade show, but Halloween. Yeah, it was just a way to, to uh, have fun. Yeah. And with the... Uh, Jose from Gloucester Street. Yes. He was a big inspiration for that because uh, he was a sneaker collector. 
Yes, and he, he was. collected all these sneakers, and he had Frankenstein Nikes. Oh wow! And he put this whole thing in, like you should theme something around like monsters. Oh wow! And as soon as he said the word monsters, I started thinking about movies and and the monster character and how the cigar would be shaped like the monster and yeah. the color of the band and the okay they all have to be in coffins because it's spooky. Right, right. And it was just a fun project and. Uh, Jose's no longer in the business, but uh, big inspiration to that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's seven years going. Yeah. And you, you actually have the eighth one, which is the green banded one here, ready yep. for next year. First time you ever did that is coming in advance because you've got a double double one coming in a row. Yeah, the uh, whole double box, because the way the box puts, you, you take the two boxes, you put them together, uh, they have to make the, the face of the split face. Yeah. And there was no way to do that and print the boxes separately. So I have the boxes sitting in Nicaragua waiting for next year's cigars. And I don't know if you heard the rumor that was started a little earlier today, which was that the people that won the lucky unlucky 13 are the same people that are going to win next year so that they actually have. Both sets. Yeah, I, think, I think you actually started that Yes, rumor. I did. I did. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, we're going to go with it anyway until we're proven wrong and just uh, cross our fingers and hope for it. But I've been one of those retailers sitting on the sidelines seven years in waiting. What is the process of getting the Unlucky 13? You know, we we, uh, we used to do it pretty random. Now we, we look at uh, a mixture of, of retailers that have been supporting us for a long time and also retailers that we might consider like an underdog or a new store that pays attention to the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a way to give it to a mix of great retailers and newcomers even yeah. that, that we feel that are supporting the brand. Sure. Um, but uh, it was one of those things that uh, started as a as a, a goof. Yeah, we yeah, We wanted yeah. to do a special cigar for Halloween, and then the popularity grew. And now I think people are trying to sell Frank boxes on the Internet for over $1,000. Like, what do you feel about that secondary market type of thing of how that happens? Beanie Babies type of thing, and yeah. people are grabbing them. As a receiver of it, let me tell you, the phone's been lighting up people we never heard from before or something, looking to buy them. We have no information on them. They're not customers. And, um, you know, they want it, and they probably want it for secondary reasons. It was tough. It was all modeled after a, a, a T-shirt company named Johnny Cupcakes. Right here in Boston. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the, the joke was with Johnny Cupcakes is that you would have to sit on the sidewalk for like yeah, a week that's it. in the snow waiting yeah. for the new limited edition Johnny Cupcakes T-shirt to come out. So... When we put out the monsters, we're like, well, we're not going to make people wait on the street for a few days. But now it's become so popular that people are actually willing to stand outside in front of a store until the store opens that day just so they can grab the first box. Um, how do I feel about the secondary market? I guess, you know, it's the case of, you know, the Beanie Baby. We're collector's items, and they people look at it and go, okay, I might be able to buy and make some money off it later on down the line. Do I love seeing boxes go for a thousand dollars that I meant to be at one hundred and sixty nine dollars? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, if you're going to spend that money, I think you're crazy. Uh, I wish everybody the best to try to find the the box at the retail price. Right, right. Yeah, uh, but or at least a chance to smoke the cigar. That's why the undress boxes. Right. So, which is the same exact cigar? Same exact cigar. Same band on it, same everything. So the, the, the collector is looking for the box itself, not the cigars that are in yeah, it. Yeah, and I like what Jonathan said earlier, that it, it's it's about the cigar. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not really about the package, but some people like some people like to have the whole collection of the of the boxes. Do you think anybody has it all? Uh, yeah, I know uh, a few people that do. Really? Yeah, I have a collection of them. Uh, I, you should, <laughs> as you should. Um, I think Edward, Edgar has uh, a collection of them. But there's a guy um, I met recently. A big fan of the product, and he's been spending like a mint 
to try to get every box. Yeah. He's just really into it. So he, he, has to, he has to go to the secondary he, market he, if he doesn't it? Yeah, and he wants to line him up on his mantle and – I don't know. Boy, it says a lot for your brand and you. I mean, that they want to do it. And, you know, you're talking about retailers that are getting 31 boxes of cigars they never sampled before. They never tried. Yeah, yeah. Remember we were at TAA and the question that came up was the reason why do you – what is the reason why you retailers buy a certain brand? And there was all these choices, including uh, the taste and um, the quality of the cigar and everything. The number one was – the relationship that they yeah. have with the manufacturers, the number one reason. And at the very, very bottom was the cigar itself. The yeah, very last one. Which is kind of backwards. Right. You would think. Because I always, as a retailer, I always wanted to try the cigar before I put my heart and soul behind it to sell it. Right. Now you got to, we have to. And take, now they have to count on me. Right. right. Luckily, people actually trust me. Um, which, which is the whole point of the question is obviously we trusted. There wasn't a question of, you know, you won the lucky 13. Do you want it? Did anybody ever say no? Uh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Actually, uh, I can tell you that this year a retailer did say no. Oh, uh, He thought God. it was too much work, a little too overwhelming for what uh, the situation was. It's printing money, folks. Whoever and, that is, my God. you got. And then there was a couple retailers that just didn't answer their phone. So I, That's a mistake. I gave them to another retailer. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they'll name stay nameless. You were always one of the guys that were definitely on the list. You were in secondary. Oh, <laughs> I promise okay. you that. <laughs> Wow. We, no. have a, uh, we have a comment on the chat box, yeah. Pete, uh, wondering if you have considered doing the creature from the Black Lagoon yet. Uh, I have. Uh, it's been considered over the years, but, uh, you know, the whole thing with the creature, it's either you use a, a dark broadleaf wrapper yeah. or you use a candela wrapper. And I'm not a huge fan of Candela. There's been a few people like Dion from Illusione yeah. that's done a good Candela. I actually think he's done it the best. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how many people are really going to go out and want to buy a Candela cigar. I would have said the same thing till that Oga came out. That big oh, yeah. Thing. My God, that sells, let me tell you. It sells. It's, what it's is that, an 80 ring gauge or something? Well, the they have every, yeah, they've got every size at this point, but it started off as a 70, 7 by 70. Candela Maduro mix Baba Pole. I'm like, you guys are out of your mind, and the thing continues to sell. So, listen, I'm, uh, I'm obviously not the right guy for that, but uh, Ray, you're a traditionalist usually for your sizes, your cigars anyway. It's yeah. Cuban-esque sizes. Yeah. This is a 48? Uh, 49. 49? 749. It's actually modeled after a mold out of Cuba that they used for... Uh, the Edmundo Dantes for Monte Cristo. They made a small batch of Edmundo Dantes for uh, Mexico. Also, the Partagas 109 from the 150th uh, anniversary humidor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar okay, size. okay. Um, rumor I just started earlier: a, a brand coming out called Hung Jerry. Nothing. No, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those that uh, don't understand what we're talking about, you're gonna have to look that one up. Uh, have you ever considered? Uh, these are some questions. So Barry put some questions out there to uh, the people on the uh, in his uh, Twitter sphere. Yeah, Twitter sphere or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, would you consider looking outside of Nicaragua, a different country, to make a cigar like Davidoff? Did the Dominican? They made a uh, Nicaraguan. You know, would would you ever consider that? Uh, you know what? I would actually consider it only if I was to work with the Garcia family. Okay. I, I have such a close relationship with the Garcia family. We started our brands together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we are like family. And as much as I do my own thing at that factory or their factories, yeah. they're still my teachers. And 
and I look up to them uh, as Pepin as a father figure. And, sure. And we we work close together, so it it'd be more fun to go and work with with Jaime and Pepin someplace else than. Yeah, or could you bring Dominican tobacco in and make a Dominican Puro, say, in Nicaragua? Yeah, we could. We which, could. which is exactly what Davidoff did. They brought the Nicaraguan tobacco and made a Nicaraguan Puro in the Dominican. We, uh, we've experimented yeah. with tobaccos from other countries. Obviously, we use tobacco from yes. Ecuador, from Connecticut, USA. Yeah. Uh, we've tried some different things from, you know, Costa Rica, Paraguay even, uh, just to see what the tobaccos taste like. I really haven't found anything I totally love because I believe that Nicaraguan tobacco is, like, the best right well, now. Let me follow up with a question on that. Yeah. What tobacco haven't you worked with yet that you would really like to work with? Like, what's the holy grail tobacco? Like, earlier I told you my favorite tobacco is Pelo de Oro. Yeah, I mean, I've used Pelo de Oro before in the La Verite 09. We're going to be using it for a couple projects next year. But, uh, honestly, Pepin asked me if I wanted to use Cameroon because he has access to it. And... Cameroon's such a delicate wrapper. It's very fragile. It's very hard to work with. So I'm always worried about, you know, wrappers breaking during shipping or wrappers breaking when someone's yeah. smoking the cigar. So I, I kind of steer away from the the uh, the hard ones. Um, and Cameroon's very expensive. Yeah. I, honestly, though, the, the, the holy grail of tobacco for me is uh, grown in Connecticut, USA. I love Connecticut broadleaf. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's still... I mean, obviously, Pelo de Oro, the rare seed from Cuba that right. uh, the Garcias actually grow in Nicaragua, so we do get to use it. Okay. Um, but I would like to go uh, and make a cigar with Cuban tobacco one day. But when the time is right and when some people that are on this side of the pond, you know, uh, you know, this side of the water yeah. from Cuba are actually able to go there, work the soil again, and actually do the tobacco right. I don't believe that... Uh, Cuba's doing much right with tobacco right now. Yeah, so. yeah. But you were a Cuban cigar fan from from the from the get go of it, right? Big fan. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still waiting for the day when I light up a Cuban cigar and remember the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but all of my Cuban cigars I got to smoke were from the late '80s and early '90s, yeah. and yeah. they were special. Um, I don't believe they're doing. I can, I consider Cuba the wheel. I mean, that's where it all started yeah. for me. Yeah. But I don't think they're making good tires right now. Uh huh. That's okay. a good way to put it. It is. Uh, you joked around with employees, and the rumor spread it fast. And, uh, and we hear this in the industry that everybody says everybody's for sale and everybody's selling. And there was rumors about you that turned out to not be true, I'm happy to say. And uh, what are you thinking about that, of um, everybody selling out and everyone's for sale and what's going on here? With, I mean, you, you hear the rumors. Well, we talked earlier that, uh, you know, I, I actually thought that the, the days of companies being bought were over. Um, and then when I saw companies like Taranio and Sam Lucia picked up by General, yeah. and then the rumors of uh, companies like Drew Estates and Swisher, yeah. uh, you never know. Um, everybody's got a number, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I played a joke on the, the guys at the trade show, my sales reps, because I, I'm loyal to these guys. I've been with yeah, them You are. We, for we, a we long mentioned time. that. It's, and, and that goes across the country, not just Edgar here. I mean, you've got the same no, guys. No, same guys everywhere. Wow. And, and, uh even though some of them piss me off sometimes, yeah. I I still I'm still very loyal because I know that they've been kicked to the curb a hundred times, yeah. and I'm probably not the easiest guy to work with, but they still love selling my product, yeah. and I love the fact that they still love selling. It. Beautiful. That's... Lot being said, there. Um... Some people are asking about uh, your wine business and maybe whiskey business, and there was talk of it. And um, 
nobody's ever heard. Yeah, no, no wine business yet. Right now, it's just a hobby. I, uh, I call myself a glorified blender. I'm a designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I go to the factory in Nicaragua. I blend cigars. I blend tobacco, and I count on someone else to sew it up for me. It's kind of like with clothing. I make clothes, but I, I'm the designer. I'm, I'm the guy that picks out the materials, but I count on someone else to put it together. Yeah. And we make the clothes in the United States. Um, the wine, same thing. I'm not a professional wine maker, but I, I know what I like as far as blending goes. So I go into a room, and I sit there for hours, and I take, you know, measuring tubes and beakers and stuff. Yeah. And mix percentages and... I finalize with a final blend. The, the problem that happens there in the liquor business is it is another business, and it's got lots of moving parts oh. to it. and, and uh, A lot know. more restrictions, yeah. a lot more laws, harder to cross state lines with it. Yeah, and a hard thing to say, okay, this is going to be a hobby. You're either in or you're out. I mean, you're going to have to give it everything you've got to, to get distribution. And Yeah, I'm making, I'm making the wine in, in France, and it's really now just for sharing yeah. and for uh, pouring out events and, uh, and drinking a lot. Yeah. Um, the uh, the cigar thing, I mean, gives me the opportunity to give me those other a- avenues to do things that I love. And uh, if I could find a distributor that knows how to distribute wine, that has all the, the legal yeah, rights yeah. to distribute wine, that is willing to take a chance on me, I would consider doing a, a bigger project. But right now I do couple barrels a year, so yeah, it's yeah. 600 bottles. Yeah. It's enough for us to drink. But, but you like it because it, it, it does connect with the cigar industry, right? It's a it connects to me a lot, mainly because I believe that you know growing seasons really change the way tobacco is grown, and growing seasons change the way grapes are grown. So I see a lot of similarities in both businesses. Well, the mm. subtleties are there as well. You, you yeah. really can dissect a wine blend and be able to pull out the different notes from the different grapes in the different regions the same way you can do with tobacco. Yeah, and I have a recommendation. You've probably seen it. Uh, there's a documentary called SOMM, S-O-M-M. It's about these five guys taking their sommelier course. And it's it's a really fun documentary about these guys becoming master sommeliers. Yeah. And the notes that they pick up in wine are hysterical. One guy said he, he smelled like an open, fresh can of tennis balls. Wow. Huh? You haven't used that one. Or a freshly, a freshly opened garden hose. I'm just going to write these down. Yeah. <laughs> That's gold, Jerry. I mean, That's these gold. guys that are sniffing wine, you know, and 24 among other hours things, a day. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> just to stay up during their test. Keep the, that man away from my cocaine. The weirdest thing is when, when and Barry does it too, that they'll say something like that and say, oh, yeah, uh, Wrigley's gum, a pack of Wrigley's gum, open it up, they said earlier. And not so much on that one that I didn't get on it, but so many times they end up saying it. And I'm like, you son of a gun. I, I now see you what start, you're saying. It's it. the power of uh, suggestion. Yeah. Power suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a, one of our friends, uh, Jose Ortega, that works for, for my father. I've heard him say, oh, if you, if you try that cigar, you're actually going to get like a, a freshly buttered cream cake taste out of it. And the guy will smoke the cigar. Oh, my God, I taste the buttered cream <laughs> <Yeah>. cake. <laughs> It's weird how it ends up happening. So, so what's your opinion of then of all the bloggers coming up with all these obscure notes and, and, and doing the reviews? Well, you online. were saying yeah. that they were laughing. I was yeah. watching no. them. I, my opinion is is that everybody has their own palate, and it for me, it's either good or it's not. I, you I don't, don't get any. Of that. I don't go over the descriptions. I taste things. Yeah, you know, I taste you know peanut butter sometimes. I've tasted leather before. You know, I I taste those things, but I'm like. Either I like the cigar or yeah. I don't like the cigar. It's similar when I'm blending. It's like 
that won't work. That won't work. This one works. Have Why you, does it work? It hit yeah. my palate the right way. Have you found a blend that hits your palate the right way and you just can't get the tobaccos to burn evenly? Oh, yeah. That's got to be the biggest uh, pain right there. Yeah, that's that's the worst. Um, that's happened, but those will never come out. Well, yeah. they won't come out, but is, is there a well, way you can tweak that? Is there a way of maybe laying those cigars down for extra time or aging the individual tobacco warmer or whatever to get it to dry out? Yeah, I mean, there's ways of fixing it, but I, I've talked to some of the greatest growers in the world about problems they've had with leaves. That they're like, they grew this beautiful crop of tobacco in Honduras, and they kept on looking how beautiful it was, but they couldn't get the, the damn you know tobacco to burn, yeah. no matter what they did. And this is these are this is what they do. They these only grow tobacco. Yeah, like. Guys that grow tobacco, that only grow tobacco, I'm going to trust them more than just some guy that's randomly growing tobacco and trying sure. to make a cigar because yeah. Yeah. this is what they do. Way back when Habano 2000 came out, it, just, oh, yeah. it didn't burn. It didn't it's, burn, and they, they ended up improving it. They did something to end up making it so it did, but the early years of that was... That's exactly why we all changed uh, Habano 2000 to just Habano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you noticed that everybody cut the 2000 oh, off right. because it's the same seed that we're using. But it's, it's on better top and it works. Oh, but, yeah, way but, better. But the people that remember it say, yeah, it just tunneled and never, never the outside didn't burn. And, and Habano wrapper is, for me, is one of the best burning wrappers out there. It's just now, but you yeah. go back to when Habano 2000 came out. Yeah. And I remember those years. It looked good. It tasted good. Oh. It just didn't burn. No combustion level to it. Well, we're talking about specific tobaccos. What exactly is Sanctus Spiritus? I mean, it actually sounds like something that's made up for Halloween. Yeah, uh, Sanctus Spiritus is a uh, region in Cuba, right. uh, and it, it's actually a crossbreed of Peladioro mm-hmm. and Criollo 98. Okay. So, Criollo Peladioro, Peladioro in Cuba, they couldn't grow it anymore. Is it a mold? Because of blue mold. So, what happened was they needed to find a seed that was resistant to the blue mold. Okay. So they did a crossbreed and came up with Sancti Spiritus 2006. Okay. Uh, the Sancti Spiritus we use is actually a crop that was grown by Oliva Tobacco out of Tampa. Yeah. Uh, in Ecuador. Uh, it was a seed that the Garcias had uh, from Cuba that they were planting in Nicaragua for, for binder and filler. And they gave uh, a batch of seeds to uh, Oliva Tobacco to grow an experimental crop. And... Uh, as soon as I saw that wrapper, I fell in love with it, and I kind of knew exactly what I wanted to do with it. That's where the Atelier came from. Oh. Um, but uh, this year, fast forward two and a half years that Atelier has been in business, um, I decided to use the Sancti Spiritus for the Jekyll, and the guys in my group of Atelier were not so happy that I was taking their wrapper away from them. And but by guys we in your group, have you mean your brother? My brother, <laughs> yeah. uh, my good friend Dan Welsh, and my friend uh, Sean. We call him Casper Johnson, yeah. but no relation. Sean got married, right? Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Now, when you say crossbreed, is that as simple as... Like a hybrid. You take the pollen from one plant and you fertilize the thing and... I don't know how they the do seeds. it. I think they go into a, I think they go into a lab and they dissect it, the seeds and put them. I have no idea how they do it. Fair enough. If yeah. you ask Jaime Garcia, he would answer that totally clean. But I have no idea how they make a hybrid. What they actually do? Do they grow it? Do they cross pollinate or do That's they? That's just an awful long time to walk around with a Q-tip and just stick it inside <laughs> a bunch of flowers. Yeah. 
Um, we're having uh, tomorrow Man's Best Friend event, which is uh, the first time we're doing this. But we try to bring other people in from, from different areas and try to grow new cigar smokers is what we do. And Man's Best Friend is about dogs. So we're, we're oh, doing, awesome. We're doing uh, people bring their dog on the leash and stuff. And we got uh, people, uh, food vendors for dog food people out there and human food people and, and things like that. But I know. Where's uh, this going to be? At the Nashua store will be tonight. It'll be there ah. tomorrow morning. And, I'm a uh, big dog guy. I know. That that was the point, and, and that's how uh, the Tatuahi names original uh, came out, so explain that. Yeah, uh, in 2003, um, my first uh, dog and my biggest love in my life, he passed away. His name was Hunter, and uh, that's where the name Cazador comes from. Uh, so that's why every letter of the first six original sizes spells out the word Hunter. Uh, when my girl Havana passed away in 2006, we just moved down to Nicaragua, and I started the Havana 6 line. Um, so it was like every time I have a, a dog that passes away, it gives me inspiration to do a new yeah. thing. So my last dog, um, well, one of my last dogs, I still have one, uh, was named Cuba. So if you look at the, the tattoo line, the first letters spell out Cuba. Oh, there so, we go. Yeah, so it's, it's all it's all dog connected, and the and the thought process behind this for us is uh, man's best friend, uh, where people will say it's a dog, and some people will argue that the cigar is man's best friend, and here you are cross uh, cross cross pollinating, if you will. Yeah, cross pollinating <laughs> both of them, and, making a hybrid. Right, right. So uh, someone from the chat box suggests, I believe it's Rudy that says uh, what they do is they take two seeds, they put them in a room, they place some Barry White. Nine <laughs> months later, you have a hybrid. Maybe. So. That's not bad. Maybe that's how it goes. All right, there's a uh, organization out there called Saints and Sinners. I, I've been a member of that from the from the get go on that. Um, and what is the idea? What was the brainstorming uh, of that? And has it uh, exceeded or uh, your expectations of where that was going? Or should people want to participate in this or what? Yeah, it's definitely exceeded my expectations. Uh, Sean uh, yeah. Johnson uh, worked in the music industry for a long time, running fan clubs for a lot of. Uh, lot of bands and yeah. he came to me with an idea of like starting a fan club for Tatuai. I'm like, ah, not really, you know, who's going to really want to be in a Tatuai fan club? Yeah. And I came up with the name Saints and Sinners because we all have a little bit of both in us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, we started it. We started with a few hundred members and it slowly grew every year. We're in our fourth year and we have uh, 666 members now. Wow. And On purpose. You stop it off. At we stopped year. it at that. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a complicated mess because every year we, we go into it not knowing how many members are going to join. So we always have to play catch-up as far as production. Like we had dominoes that we were supposed yes. to make that actually got pushed back to this year or pushed forward to this year. And even that got screwed up in China. They only made 500, so we had to make another 500 because that was the minimum. Right. So now we're trying to figure out, okay, how do we get all these things on time to get the kits out to the the people that bought them. You know, I'm a Domino's player. I'd love to get my hands on one of those. You have to join the group. I, I have some Tatuaje ones coming, too. So Awesome. Yeah. That was the whole deal. I had to purchase 200 Saints and Sinners for their kits extra, and then I printed 300 Tatuaje ones. So nice. those will be at events coming up soon, but awesome. I'll send you a pack. Thanks, man. I used to play six hours a day in Miami every day. I used yeah. to play Jose Ortega all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so so the, this whole Saints and Sinners thing started as, like, 
a, a community, a place for guys to go to talk. And a lot of retailers like yourself yeah. are in the group also. And you find out the information a little earlier than other people would. And, uh, we, you know, I, just for instance, the uh, Monster Series, you let them know yeah, the day God. before you let everybody else know. So we talked to all the Saints and Sinners people. From, uh, a couple all of 666 weeks ago. of them. <laughs> well, there's a couple, a couple of retailers also that are members of Saints and Sinners. And yeah. they actually said, I'm only selling to the guys in the club. Ah. And so... It's been good. The community aspect of the group is, is amazing. They they uh, it's like a, a band of brothers. I mean, they're not just top wall smokers. They smoke everything. Right, right. Even brands that I hate, they smoke. Yeah, yeah. But and they, and they ca- talk about it on your thing and everything, which so, I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's an open forum. We don't censor it. They get to do whatever they want. Every once in a while, we have to go on and slap their wrist and say, "Guys, we're grown ups here. Yeah, stop, yeah, yeah. Ma- stop, you know, fighting with each other." But uh, it's amazing how nice they are to each other yes and, and what they do to each other they bomb each other with free cigars back yeah and yeah forth. yeah it's really yeah, awesome you, you you created a little family uh, amongst cigar smokers so listen you're doing a great job for not only your brand but the cigar industry so i want to say that to you. You, you definitely turned it around and helped everybody out there so uh pete's going to be with us here till five o'clock and then we're off to a private function after that if you got a chance to stop by two guys smoke shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, make your way down and uh, say hi to Pete and his brother, uh, KC. And they have uh, lots of great cigars here and uh, swag and all kinds of stuff like that. So uh, make sure you make your way down here if you can. If you're uh, a, a traveling distance away, make your way down here, please. Uh, when we come back, we got the mail back that's filling up. Uh, we got a rumor from the rumors show. Everybody's talking about these rumors that are going on. So we're going to cut to the chase on that and tell you what we think. Uh, Chuck will get Debonair. Mr. Jonathan's got Old Fod Freddy in the aging room. For Barry Stein, for Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morris, who has left us, I'm David Garofalo. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Stick around, everybody. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. We'll have our number two coming up. We're live from Two Guys in Seabrook. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. That's right, and when you are smoking your limited edition Tantuahe Monster Series, it doesn't matter which one it is, I want you to always remember to keep the lit end out of your mouth, and if you're enjoying the content presented here on The Cigar Authority, please consider leaving us a rating or review on iTunes. We always appreciate when you tweet out links to the show or mention us on Facebook. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with the second hour here on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 
65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. Man, wait. The authority on everything cigar. Shake it back. In. Get used to hearing it. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. Well then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake it back, Cal. Woo! Shake it back. We're, we're back. Hour number two. We got bad news. Barry here with us. We got the mailbag, which has been pouring about about the rumors. We'll, we'll cut to that. Uh, we'll get debonair with Chuck Morrison, who has left us, but we have him on tape. Old Five Freddy's waiting in the aging room, and we're going to look to our calendar for upcoming interviews and events. Lots going on in the cigar industry. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. That's right. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, we turn Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook into the Tatuaje headquarters, and we're the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist... We demand that you light up along with us. Tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. There we go. And I uh, hate to put the cigar down. I still got a little to go. Maybe I'll catch the, the back end of it. Uh, Solid, flavorful cigar. A lot medium, of, medium plus, maybe medium a little plus more than that. Complexity. Um, that ginger flavor, gingerbread flavor stood with the cigar for the majority. Um, pre-rating right now of like a 92, 93. Uh, but once we get them in stock, I'll do a full review for the website. Okay. And uh, we have uh, just a couple of these cigars. Mr. Jonathan, I'm sorry to leave you That's out okay. on That's okay. I'm, I'm actually still a little nervous back here with all the buttons i got to push. I'm but- happier uh, just hanging out. All right, so you can pay attention to what you have to pay attention to, and we'll pay attention to the next cigar, which is set for release one year from today. 2015. And Talk uh, about a scoop. Really? 
So uh, let's take a look at this, Barry Stein, and see what we have here. This is the Hyde. Is it uh, Mr. Hyde or is it just Hyde? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde. So, but I think the cigar is just Jekyll and Hyde. Jekyll and Hyde. This is a green band. Green band. The other one was a whitish band, maybe a little tint of green to it. Yeah, it had a little bit of a lime color yeah. on the stripes, and this is reversed. You got the white stripe with a lime green neon-esque color. Uh, you got Tatsuaje in white, and in black you got Halloween Monster. Um, it features a Sumatra wrapper um, that's really flawless. Um, even color throughout. Um, looks pretty good. You know, same size. It's a the Sumatra wrapper binder. It's a dual binder from Nicaragua, filler Nicaraguan. And uh, I'm looking forward to lighting this one up. There we go. So it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. That's Perdomo Cigars. And it is a flawless-looking cigar. And a uh, triple cap on here, and we're going to give it a little cut. And we'll see what it's like before we even light it. Try a little cold draw. This is a drawer on a cigar before you light it and to taste what it tastes like before you even light the cigar. A little bit of a... Actually, I don't know if it's because you mentioned peanut butter earlier. But oh, little, God. Yes, little, it is. It's, there's a little chocolate it, it, peanut butter thing going on here. It, like, it's, it's almost su- like a Reese's. It's suggestive. A little tighter, packed more. Not as spicy as the, uh, as the Jekyll. Yeah, definitely denser. Denser. Definitely, the wrapper uh, is thicker. It's a heavier cigar. Yeah. yeah. And this is the same size? Or same is size. Really? 7 by 49. You know, the only difference really is the is the wrapper. Um, is that the only difference of the cigar? Yeah, I mean, Pete doesn't disclose what type of Nicaraguan's using on the binder and the filler, so there could be some subtle differences. Uh, but the wrapper is the thing that's disclosed as being different. Well, there's nothing subtle about the lighter that we're using today. It's the Vertigo Quadruple Jet Champ. What a segue! Huh? Yeah. What a segue! The flame changes color. You got uh, an industry term here, folks. Big ass tank. Yes. Thing holds like a quarter can of butane for crying out loud. It's awesome. Guys could have lit a little faster while I was doing that segue, but you were so impressed with the segue. I want to make sure it's lit perfect. I want to. You know, you pointed out the density of the cigar on the cold draw. Once the cigar is lit, the cigar is definitely opened up more than it did on the cold draw. It's drawing fine. Um, It is not as full-bodied. As the first one, no, heavy, heavy coffee f- note going on. Yeah. It's not like such a New Yorker coffee. So Co- someone's asking on the chat box uh, if Jekyll is this year and Hyde is next year, and that is the case. Yes. So the first cigar we smoked was the Jekyll, just, and next year will be Hyde. And I would say just being released, but we haven't received ours yet. But um, they're coming uh, next Mo- week. Monday, I, most likely. Uh, well, Monday's a holiday, so it could be Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. And it, uh, at those 33 locations, and it's, it's all over uh, social media and all over um, maybe their website, maybe. Over ours. Over ours. I know we uh, You we listed took- them all? Um, I listed them on the Cigar Authority. Yeah, so you can find it on the Cigar Authority, the list of all uh, 33. And, and, I know the people- and I won't take it personal if you buy one of your boxes from one of the other people because, listen, we got 33 boxes and we got thousands of people looking to get them. So 
uh, it's going to be a tough. Uh, I know issue. some people have called into you know I work in the back office of uh, Two Guys Cigars in uh, Nashua. Yeah, and I know we uh, we took we're doing a lottery system. Yeah, yeah. So the people that are in the lottery, if we get the cigars Monday, you'll probably be called no later than Tuesday. If we get them on Tuesday, you'll probably be called no later than Wednesday. All depending on what time the shipment arrives. Right. So expect it to be Wednesday. So what are we just we're going to call them to say okay. Yeah, you're gonna, in if you want it. Yeah, we're going to do the random drawing. Okay. We're going to give them the offer. Um, you know, if they got them somewhere else, you know, hopefully they'll pass it on to the next guy. Yeah. Um, you know, the more people that get it, the better. And now if uh, the non-dress boxes, after we go through the dress boxes, will we hit those same people uh, and say? You- we'll call up the people that didn't get the dress box and give them the option to buy the non-dress. Yeah. And then whatever's left, we'll put on twoguyscigars.com, as well as putting some of them in uh, each of our three locations. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can stop by our stores and get them also, and I'd say Wednesday would be a good time to do it. And I would highly recommend, you know, I'll wait till the weekend because it ain't going to make it, folks. No. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go that fast. Um, so, uh, Jonathan, um, we, over the mailbag, I mean, we have, uh, you know, people write into us uh, often about different subjects all the time, but one subject that's been going on over and over is the show we had Two shows ago where we uh, talked about the rumors that were being spread, I didn't realize how popular that would, would end up going, that so many people want to c- keep talking about it. Here it is uh, two, three weeks later. They're still uh, asking questions about it. And, um, you know, when uh, these rumors become fact, Barry, you put it up right away as soon as you say, okay, it, it, it is, has, has happened and they've released it. To, has happened. Uh, some of these rumors uh, we hear have happened, yet they um, they haven't do, put out an official release. So yet. Th- there's really nothing to say. They, if they're uh, if they're denying it, they're denying it, and maybe it's not true. We, you've been bouncing back yeah, and forth. The, the, the rumor of the rumor is it's fact, but it's still just right. a rumor. Yeah. It's an official release. Well, we uh, so. we went through we went through several, and I, that's an understatement. Yeah. Several emails, and yeah. uh, I had to weed out. Yeah, the the three that seemed the most interesting. So I apologize if you wrote in and I'm not reading yeah, yours. Yeah, we're not going to read everything, but uh, we the, certainly can't read gist, every single one on the You get the gist air. of it. You're all saying the same thing. So ahead. the following three emails were submitted via the Contact Us page on the CigarAuthority.com. Uh, and this is the rumors from two weeks ago about your last week's show. And this was obviously written yeah. last week. I usually find it entertaining and informative. I've been listening for a long time, but... But, oh, enough already with the rumors. Okay. Jonathan Drew has stated already that the rumor, in quotes, about Drew Estate going to Swisher Suites is not true. All capital letters there, by the way. Which is not the case. Should be read, not true. It's not the case. He never actually denied it. He only said if. Oh, but the email continues. And reporting this is irresponsible. Please stick to the fart jokes and adolescent behavior. (laughs) Okay. Signed, Jacob Sands. So... Okay. There was no he's never clear denial. O- he's never officially denied it. He could put a stop to this rumor anytime he wants by saying it's absolutely maybe, not true. And maybe it isn't true, and they're liking the publicity. That could it be. could be. Maybe everybody wants to buy the brands before they go to somebody else, and they'll change. And uh, now's the time to buy heavy on them or whatever's going Who knows? Who knows what's going on? But uh, I do hear that people are... Uh, Different companies are going to different companies and asking. A lot, some, a lot some of are my, saying no. Yeah, but a lot of my friends in Miami have told me they have received a phone call. Yeah. Asking if their company was available. Well, now we've got the other side. That's the uh, side that hates when we talk about the rumors. Uh, really, I think it, they just hate that we talk about Drew Estate. But 
Big fan base, that's for sure. Yeah. Big fan so, base. So uh, Tommy writes, hey, I love the rumors and speculations on who is selling out to who, which I believe would be whom, by the way. Uh, what do you think if Skip Martin of Romacraft went to Altadis to offset the Sam Lucia going to general? I don't know if Skip has the the following that uh, Sam had, but awfully small. Very small at this point. Maybe five years down the road. But Sam Lucia was the same type of thing. I mean, they weren't weren't six months in the business, really. Yeah, but Sam had the history when he was with Nub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip doesn't have that history yet. Yeah. All right. And then uh, I picked out there was really just one funny one because everybody was either for it or against it. And this one kind of made me chuckle. Is somebody for it? Is there people out there for making a... No, no. Pros and cons over us reporting on rumors. Yeah. Uh, Hey, here's a rumor. El Producto being sold to Padron. Mm. I just started the rumor. Mike from Virginia. (laughs) So there we go. Uh, Well, speaking of El Producto, um, if if you caught some of Barry's... uh, Barry (laughs) picks high-end cigars. It was actually a breath of fresh air seeing him... uh, because he smokes cigars for free because he's uh, whatever he wants to smoke. Just smoke whatever you want. But uh, this week you raided a... Uh, Perotti. Perotti. Are you cha- serious? I got challenged by a group of friends at a local watering hole to smoke a Perotti. And they actually gave me one to review. All so right. I sucked it up and <laughs> I smoked it. And? So, um, what are your thoughts? That cigar is hot as a rock. You could probably use it to lay railroad it's tracks. Dry cured. It's dry-cured. Yeah, to be. or kill a vampire. Yeah. Um, but it's like the illegitimate child of the Lucia Black. Okay. I mean, it has that Kentucky-esque flavor yeah. to it. Well, it was around first. Yeah. So, so I would say Lucia Black would be the illegitimate child of Perotti. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but I actually gave it a 65, which is the age you need to be the smoke one. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right. You know, every once in a while I do smoke a Perotti, and uh, it was for that Kentucky taste or whatever, yeah. that, that um, barbecue. I was uh, actually surprised that, like, it, the wrapper was so rustic looking, yeah, but yeah. it burned even. That surprised me. It's all tobacco. It's a, it's, a, it's a cigar. And uh, listen, they sell millions and millions of yeah, them. Yeah, so probably somebody's won't buying smoke them. another one as long as I live. No, no. <laughs> okay, so that's enough of that. Yeah. All right, I need I need to just rip this off like a band aid because I've been obsessing about it the whole time. All right, it's time for us to take a look in the uh, at social media. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. To guarantee you balanced flavor, try a Recluse Cigar today. And these are the best tweets I saw all week. I found my calling in life. This was from Barry. Plus size modeling. I hear boomerangs are making a comeback. Irony. The Vatican owns enough treasures that it could end world poverty not once, but twice. Yes, it's true. When your girlfriend or wife texts you, LOL, have fun. Abort mission. I repeat, abort mission. And the best tweet I saw all week. Imagine pitching Pepe Le Pew to network television nowadays. Yeah, it's about a skunk trying to rape a cat. Kids will love it. (laughs) Today's social media was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Rolled N2 Bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless... And perfect draw every time. Beautiful.
Those were actually good this week. I'm glad that's over. There were no clunkers. Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. Can you imagine having to pitch Pepe Le Pew nowadays? All the cartoons, they're nothing like they used to be. No, a lot of them are edited, too. Yeah. You can't even show, like, Wiley Coyote falling off the cliff anymore. Yeah, yeah they can't show any they of the don't sex show them that smoking. used to happen. Nope. You know, uh, Bugs Bunny, he smoked a cigar every once in a while. They never show that. Yeah, the uh, the little baby in the carriage. The yeah, Finch, yeah. Baby Finster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He was a cigar smoker. Mr. Magoo was a cigar smoker. I never, I'm never a fan of Mr. McCoy. No, oh, I used to no, love that blind guy. You'd have yeah. to get cool. up at uh, four thirty in the morning to watch it on Saturday morning cartoons. But my hero's Porky Pig. I try to mimic his speech you, a little bit. You do a good that job. You do. You do a good job. So uh, bad news, Barry. We got anything in the? Skippy. You've got mail. All right. So this week we have a few negative and a few positive items. The community in Omaha, Nebraska, is voting today on whether or not you will be allowed to smoke in your own private home. The community board expects a lawsuit, a lawsuit should the law pass, and there are no details about how it will be enforced. They expect it to happen. They still go forward to do this. Yep. So you own your own home. You pay in excess of $100,000, $200,000 in this community, and you're not allowed to smoke in your own home, let alone all your taxes and everything that go yep. there. And they're going to tell you what to do. So communist United States yep. or Nevada, in this case, Nevada. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Nebraska. Which is also the uh, front line for the uh, ban and smoking of cigar stores. Which is being reheard by the Supreme Court in Nebraska. Craziness. Uh, the city of Lawrence, Massachusetts, which yes. is known locally as a town with a serious drug infestation, yep. has decided to raise the tobacco purchasing age from 18 to 21. Let me tell you, Lawrence, Massachusetts, minutes from our Salem location. Uh, it is a bad town, and uh, needles in the street. I mean, this is a bad, bad city. And their problem is that uh, people may uh, light, light a cigar once in a while. An 18-year-old kid's lighting a cigar. That's the problem. Let me tell you, some of these towns need to uh, figure out what their priorities are. God. Uh, Jack Taranio is taking a position with Roberto Duran Cigars. Will handle sales for Florida and the Caribbean, as well as take part in marketing. Good for him. I was worried where he was going to end up. This is the second high-profile person from Taranio to take a job with Duran. The other is Miguel Schrado, who was a a Shodell, I believe. Shodell, Schrado, six of one, half a dozen the other, which was a sales rep in Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, New Jersey in that general vicinity. Um, he's their director of sales. You're a fan of Vito Duran? Yeah, I'm a fan. I think yeah. they have the potential of becoming the next big thing. Um, the, brand, the blends are actually pretty good, very Cuban-esque. And it has nothing to do with the uh, boxer. Nothing, nothing to do with the boxer. Uh, La Aurora Cigars is donating 11 cents to Dominican Republic Diabetes Foundation for every picture taken of their cigars with the hashtag la one eleventh. Um, so you can contribute to a good cause with that. And lastly, the horse Cigar, the two-time horse yes. of the year, passed away Wednesday at the age of 24. His spectacular racing career, including 16 straight wins with total earnings just south of $10 million. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2002 and was ridden by Hall of Fame uh, jockey Jerry Bailey. He won the Breeders' Cup in uh, Belmont Park in 1995 where Tom Durkin provided one of the greatest calls in horse racing history, calling him unconquerable, invincible, unbeatable cigar. He was great, and I followed him. And two of the races that he did in Boston uh, towards the end of his career, uh, and he won them both. I was there and uh, sponsored the 
somewhat sponsored the race by giving 3,000 cigars out to the first 3,000 people that showed up at the race that day twice. And I did that with uh, uh, the help from Edgar Kuhlman, uh, who was the owner of General Cigar at the time. And uh, he was a big fan also, uh, the late, great Ed- Edgar Kuhlman. And uh, we met Jerry Bailey, uh, with, met the horse, the owner, the trainer. Here's the uh, interesting thing about Cigar the Horse. Cigar the Horse was not named after a cigar. What was he named after? He was named after an a aviational pattern in the sky that a, a plane would take called Cigar. And the owner was a pilot. And he named it after that. And I showed up the first year with all the cigars, <coughs> and we were at the winner's circle after it was over, and everybody had a cigar, including the owner, who told me that year that, uh, just so you know, and I appreciate everything you're doing here, but it has nothing to do with it. And I said, well, I'm going with it anyway. Yeah, and baby. then the following year, we did the same exact thing, and we rode that that uh, yeah. horse, basically, for uh, as long as we could. Pun and, intended. Right. <laughs> So yeah, uh, in your office, you have a framed picture of him yeah. at the Massachusetts Derby or whatever. Ma- it was mass called. handicap, mass cap. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the thing with that horse is, after he became the winningest horse of all time, the big money is to be made at that point. Yeah, and they put him out to stud. And after they tried and tried, he shot blanks and never. Uh, That's my problem. I mean, I've been trying to. People have tried to stud me for years. Yeah. And I just. By can't. the way, you know, being a, the great cigar reviewer that I am, if anybody wants my breeding services, they are available. They are available. Okay. So uh, you contact on the. Uh, so both of the authority. dudes that are interested, just <laughs> right. uh, hit up Barry. <laughs> if you're into big dudes, here we go. Um, okay, let's take a peek at the asylum to see some crazy news. Although that coming, news wasn't crazy enough, away, there's some more craziness. Take me away, ho ho, <laughs> to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away. <laughs> it's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true. But they are brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. That's right. That's Asylum. All right, ladies, you're going to want to use earmuffs on this one. In 1593, at the trial of a woman accused of witchcraft, the Inquisitor, a married man, discovered during some sexual exploits with her, a clitoris for the first time in his life on the accused woman who was not his wife. When he saw this little, in quotes, lump of flesh sticking out to the length of half an inch, he decided that it must be the devil's teat. The other inquisitors, likewise astounded, agreed with him, and on this fact alone, the woman was convicted and executed for witchcraft. Now, I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but I bet her you-know-what was bigger. That's insane. That's Asylum. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, (coughs) medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the insane 6x80. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. 
That was a clunker. It was. Events <laughs> events, and I'm just going to leave it alone. Events and shows coming up on the Cigar Authority in the near future. We have uh, tomorrow, Sunday, October 12th, Man's Best Friend. B-Y-O-L, bring your own leash, you bring your dog on your leash to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, 10 a.m., and the folks from Wag Your Tail will be there passing out free treats for your dog. The people from Brothers Butcher. Yes, they donated the hot dogs, buns, and condiments. See where we're going with that? Hot dogs, and we'll be passing out free cigars. So you come by, you bring your dog, and let your dog play around with the other dogs. And uh, I'm still curious. If you give a hot dog to a dash hound, is a cannibalism? It is. You can't do that. So we're going to give special treats for them because there will be none of that going on. Next week on the show, uh, we are flying out on Thursday, heading to Tampa, Florida, where we'll, we'll do the show live from the J.C. Newman Factory. It'll be the Diamond Crown Experience live October 28th in Tampa, Florida. We'll take a tour of the factory. We'll meet Bobby and Eric Newman and have them on the show, and we'll be joined by uh, a dozen or so of our customers uh, that'll come with us, and um, we'll have a good time. We'll have the Diamond Crown Experience. I know there was a whole bunch down there this week uh, for it, and I saw some pictures on... uh, Facebook and Instagram and stuff of uh, they have a special bus picking us up, all done up with the Diamond Crown stuff on it, and the place setting looked beautiful. I don't know if you caught that on there. I try not to look at it. I don't want to get depressed that yeah. something's going. Unfortunately, Barry is not joining us because uh, this happened uh, BB before Barry. This was. Uh, beforehand but i'm sure they'll have something coming up in the near future uh to uh for us to partake in as a as a full group the following week victor vitale from tortuga cigars will join us on the october 25th show back in that show we will uh continue the blind taste test that's been going on uh it is 9 and 10 11 and 12 we'll smoke all four of them at that show and uh, move on to the next round uh, following that. So it'll be 9 versus 10, 11 versus 12. 9 came from the winners of um, 1 versus 1 2. 1 versus 2. 1 versus 2 is 10 9. 10 is 3 versus 4. Yeah. 11, 5 versus 6, and 12, 7 versus 8. Yeah. So these are the, the winners. Uh, they have all been, uh, no, you have till Monday morning. Monday at 9 a.m. 9 a.m. I will shut down the voting. Okay, so uh, if you haven't voted yet, if you're partaking in this, if you're one of the uh, under 500 people, uh, 500 about, um, that are partaking in this, get your votes in before 9 a.m. Eastern time on Monday morning. Uh, we will cal- uh, figure who's the one that is going to move from there. They're going to be banding up these uh, on Monday. and mo- We'll get some of them out by Monday. We'll get the rest out by Tuesday. We'll try to take care of the, the, the West Coast people. And get their stuff out first. West Coast. And um, get everything else out on um, Tuesday. And by then, uh, by um, during the week, you'll have the rest of them. And uh, we'll figure you're going to maybe get through 9 and 10 before the show starts. So we're going to do 9, 10, 11, and 12 all at once. Pull it off like a Band-Aid and move on from there. Uh, following that, uh, Rocky Patel Prohibition, a new cigar coming out by Rocky Patel. Um, these are cigars in mason jars, and there's two blends. Uh, one is a Connecticut Broadleaf. And the other is a San Andreas Maduro. Okay. Um, so two Maduros, two different wrappers, same cigar except the wrappers, much it, like what we're doing right now. Yeah, and they taste extremely different. I mean, I already know which one is my favorite of the two. Okay. But two totally different profiles. Well, I think I'm... I'm at two totally different cigars right now. Yeah. 
And this one doesn't have the spice through the nose that the other one. Not had. at all. No, it's smooth. I, it's velvety. I like this. This is like the better be- because I like something milder, a little sweeter. Definitely that, a, a sweetness. A wrapper changes the cigar so much. Yep. yep. So much difference that ends up happening. And you know, I tried to knock this ash off a couple times, and it just won't. Here it goes. Mm-hmm. Just wouldn't go. Um, so Rocky Patel Prohibition and joining us will be the new brand ambassador for Rocky Patel. Jessica Tyan. Just for the Prohibition. Jessica the Smoke Show Tyan, I believe is her middle name. Yeah. And I got uh, some pictures from uh, from the local rep, Max, of Jessica um, from the upcoming Prohibition ads. And I will be putting them on the Cigar Authority page on Monday. Is this her sitting on a chair leaning back? Uh, smoking a cigar? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of them. Okay. And then the other one's with Rocky um, at Burn in Naples against the wall that has all the candles, um, which is being used for the Prohibition ad. All right. So Jessica will be here. Well, Barry's got his priorities straight. He had to add them first to his spank bank folder, and then he's going to post them on the... So I can, you know, put them on the ceiling above my bed. Exactly. Okay. We have to go there. We just have to go (laughs) there. Um... What do we have? The reveal of the blind taste test happens November 22nd. We'll give you all the answers on there. And the following week is, is uh, the week of Black Friday. We're giving out a snowblower uh, with the folks from uh, Hammer and Sickle. And Russian that, NASCAR. The, the Russian NASCAR. That's November uh, 29th. We will reveal the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. And... Uh, that's what's coming up next uh, in the near future. Right now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got new cigars hitting the shelf. And we have uh, the old man teeing up. Old Fat Freddy joins us in the aging room. Gentleman Chuck Morrison on tape. We'll begin debonair. So stick around. we got lots more coming. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, What does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid... a dwarf. uh, A little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. 
MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder complex and very interesting garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world it once won a longest ash contest without even being lit you don't light a garofalo it lights you its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe it has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a maduro except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www www.cigarjournal.co That's cigarjournal.co I'll sign up today. And we're back. New cigars hitting the shelf. Old Fat Freddy. And lots more. Welcome, everybody. We're back with the Cigar Authority. We have a Tatuahe event going on here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Pete Johnson's here. Casey Johnson. Edgar Dakamanji. There's a whole thing going on. Lots of cigars. Lots of swag. If you've got a chance to make it down here, Pete will be here till 5 o'clock. Then we make our way to a private function, a sold-out function uh, with him later on where we're going to smoke some real old-age cigars, which uh, I know he uh, is smoking right now, some of them. Uh, we, we smoked uh, Cabo Juan earlier today. Oh, it's exceptional. Loved it. Uh, and I have begun my side-by-side comparison right now of the Jekyll and Hyde. Don't try at that. At the same time. At home, folks. Yes, kids, don't do this. This is just for, I'm a professional, and I'm able to do it. But I was astounded by the, the difference of these two cigars. Astounded. Where they are the same filler and binder. Yet the wrapper is different in each. and it completely Allegedly the same filler and binder because we don't know because he doesn't disclose it unless you got him to admit that, Barry. He said basically they're the s- same, similar to the same. They taste different. Yep. 
And um, one spicy and yeah. and and flavorful. The other one's rich and smooth. Um, and guess which one I like best. The one that's rich and smooth. If it was a singer, it would be Mel Torme. Mel Torme, the, the, the Velvet, Velvet Fog. Fog. Yes. Oh my God! <laughs> it's the Mel Torme of the cigars. It is the Mel Torme. Put that in your review of it. it is Put the that Mel- in your pipe well. and smoke it. Right. It is the Mel Torme. Uh, and people don't even know who that is, but nah. the Velvet Fog. I know who Mel Torme is. I only is. knew him because he was on Night Court, the TV show Night Because Court. he was a very big fan. The guy of Night Court was a very big Harry fan. Harry Anderson, of, yeah. I think, or something similar to yeah. that. Yeah, and he was, that was his... The magician comedian guy that was yes. the judge. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, that was... Uh, he loved that guy. He referenced him all the time, and I think in the last year of the show, he had a guest appearance on it. He nice. was also on Seinfeld, where um, he brought Kramer in. Yes. That he thought he was... Um, challenged. Yeah, that he, <laughs> yeah, he was uh, mentally challenged and brought him in, and uh, he sang a song to him. And then Kramer jumped in at the end and did the last few words yep. or something, which uh, I wonder what the back end of that is, why they ended up having that. But that, that's who Mel Tomei is. And you're uh, nothing. The late, great Mel Tomei passed away. Uh, so new cigars hitting the shelves. Uh, this is the time of year that they usually start coming in from the trade show. Um, and this is where the line has already been drawn in the sand for contenders for the cigar of the year because it'll be too late. Anything that comes in at this point is now going to become next year's uh, possibility because Consideration, we, won't have, yep. we won't have enough time to uh, see how sales go with it. And, to fully evaluate. Well, a big part of it is how people vote with their wallets. Yep. And we have that opportunity to use that number in there, and we do. Right. The way the Cigar Authority does their Cigars of the Year um, pulls in a lot of factors that are different than the majority of other cigar blocks. Yeah, they're not able to do that. Right. So We're able to use the comparison of the shopper and figure in that yeah. way. So very interesting, this, these two cigars uh, that are the same uh, and how much and difference a wrapper. Some I, people came in late in the show, yeah. so just so that we're recapping a little bit. You're smoking Jekyll and Hyde side-by-side, side, this year's Monster release against next year's Monster release. Yeah, and the great news is both of them aren't out yet, so I feel double special doing it. But um, it is supposedly the Jekyll is this year, next year is going to be Hyde. So uh, Pete was nice enough to bring, on, uh, bring in two samples, which Barry and I are smoking, mm-hmm. Of the hide that's going to come out, which is the uh, the Mel Torme, and the, the other one is the Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> According to Andex on the uh, the chat box. Yeah, um, but uh, I, I like it smoother, you know. So I, I like that. But the the, the uh, jackal of this year is Tatuaje, Papin Garcia. It's very Tatuaje. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you definitely know it. Didn't the Frank have a Sumatra wrapper? What was the rap on the Frank? Broadleaf. When in doubt, it's always Broadleaf with you. <laughs> he has a, a, a love affair with Broadleaf. So we have n- new cigars coming out. What do we have? Barry? Yeah, we have two new items arrive in the uh, shop this week as well as twoguyscigars.com. Uh, the first is the BG Meyer Slackers. Um, it's a tin of four cigars, and it provides an excellent option for those chilly winter nights when you don't have the wherewithal to smoke a full stogie. The Slackers feature an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over a double Dominican binder, as well as fillers from the island nation. The cigar is smooth and savory with a measurement of 4 by 48 I loved it. Uh, I, I liked the BGMI to begin with, but when the Slacker came in, I don't know, 
just the right size for it or whatever's going on. I loved it. It's Is the blend tasty. identical to? The, no. It's not, it can't be. No, it's different. It can't be the same. This yeah. is a Dominican Puro, and I don't know if there's any Dominican in the, uh, okay. the regular BG So that, that explains why okay. David likes it. He loves Dominican tobacco. Yeah, yeah. And the other new item to arrive this week. And uh, I was trying to get Pete to make a Dominican cigar, but that was going nowhere. 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 Um, also new this week, uh, it was first released in 1992, and it took a seven-year hiatus. Since then, it's been released every year as a limited uh, limited edition, and that is the Davidoff Colorado Claro. Yes, very interesting. Available in four sizes, the Short Perfecto, Double R, Special R, and Special T. Um, this particular blend happens to be my favorite Davidoff that I might have to rethink because I still like the Golden Band one a lot. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't taste Davidoff-esque. It has a little bit of a spice to it, a little bit more full of body than your typical Davidoff. Now, but these this two taste, are neck and neck. Is, is this taste different than the Colorado that they've had in past years? Yeah, I went back when I used to have another review site and yeah. I compared this year's to that review. Um, they both scored exceptionally high, um, but the notes were significantly different. Now, is that the same as what's happening here, that the, you have the same cigar and the wrapper changes and that that makes all the difference? I don't know. I, we have to ask the rep. I'm hoping to run into him to yeah. see if the blend changed at all because yeah. it does taste different than it does when it first came back out in 1999. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I have some Davidoff customers, they're hardcore Davidoff customers that they smoke. Colorado comes in, and they'll try a couple of them, and they go right back to what they do. And then on the other hand, there's people that aren't Davidoff fans, and they go, oh, the Colorado's in, okay, and they'll buy whole boxes at a time, it's, which are boxes of 10, right? Yeah, box of 10, yeah. Um, definitely a different flavor profile than your, uh, your classic 1000 series from Davidoff. Uh, and as I'm getting down on the, the Jekyll, uh, I'm liking it more than the powerhouse it started off at. It kind of calmed down a bit to me. Um, so I'm liking it. Uh, and it's not as overpowering as it was at the beginning. I was a little scared of it. Wouldn't put it through my nose or anything. It's fine. Right. It started off really, really spicy. Yeah. And it, it's holding down. Yeah. So uh, that's where we're at there. So that's it. That's, that's it. That's for new stuff coming yeah. in. It's starting to dwindle down on the IPCPR stuff now. As right. we get later in the year, Christmas is around the corner. Yep, well, a lot of companies try not to send out new cigars this close to the holiday. Right. We have to change that segment right. to more bad news with Barry because you seem to have more bad news than you do new cigars. Absolutely. And in January, they'll start to switch to upcoming releases. Right. As stuff starts to dwindle out, what we'll see in 2015. New stuff coming out. And we didn't get, we didn't get any scoop from... Um, um, are you kidding me? You're smoking the scoop, I'm jackass. Smoking. Yeah, but that's I mean, as much scoop as anyone's ever given us. A year in advance. We got the explanation of the Sancta Santa wrapper or the yeah, San- yeah, yeah. Santa Sanctus wrapper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next week, we're heading off to the Diamond Crown Experience at the J.C. Newman Factory. J.C. Newman Factory is the last standing factory. And uh, they're, in, they're in deep trouble. They're very worried about this FDA thing that's coming out. We'll get some information on that while we're there and see where they stand with it. Uh, everything's up in the air. Uh, everybody believes that by the end of the year we're going to know what this FDA thing is uh, and how it affects the cigar smoker out there. Will we have to smoke just $10 cigars and up? Um, will there be uh, events where you can get a uh, limited release cigar? Like if you buy a box of the cigars, you're getting a little pack of three different cigars that mm-hmm. you can't buy. Right. Uh, that would have to go away. And, and the different mm-hmm. things that will have to happen. Um, they are really on top of it. Their life depends on it. You're talking about a 150-year-old company mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, 
will be the death of them if this ends up happening. Uh, they'll know more of it, so we'll give you more of that next week on the show live from uh, Tampa, Florida at the J.C. Newman Factory. Right now, it's time to go into the aging room. Uh, God help us. Here comes sure old. Hang on. You're going out of order here, man. I'm going out it's of order. It's all right. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you want to do here? Yeah, I got to do debonair. That's the thing I'm on. All right, so let's go to debonair. It's time to get uh, debonair uh, with gentleman Chuck Morrison. You need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pop up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, the proper introduction. When someone you meet introduces themselves with their full name, for example, and we're thinking of you, Mr. Jonathan, Jonathan, it is not gentlemanly, shall we say, debonair, for you to say, it's nice to meet you, John. Or another example, you meet someone who says, hello, my name is Michael. It would not be debonair for you to say, hey, Mike. Show respect and honor this person by using their official proper name. Jonathan, Michael, Stuart, Richard, you can see where we're going with this. It's not only the right thing to do, it's the gentlemanly way to do. The debonair way. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? I have something to add to that. When you become friendly with a person, is it okay to call them by their shortened name? Because you now have a relationship with them. I mean, you never want to call Richard Dick. I mean, here's the thing about that, and I can tell you because I'm particular about being called Jonathan. I don't like being called John or Johnny. So if someone introduces themselves and they want to have you use the other part of their name, they'll say, Hi, my name's Jonathan. People call me John. And that's the indication of when it's okay to shorten the name up. All right. Well, Barry's actually short for Barron's. Is it really short for Barrett's? Yes, it is. It's of Irish heritage. So, therefore, from now on, I wish to be called only by Jonathan (laughs) Barrett's. Well, here's the thing about that. You introduced yourself to me as Barry Stein. Therefore, I will call you Barry Stein. That You had to have set that up, Barrett's, at the introduction (laughs) originally. Hi, my name is Barrett's, and you can call me Barrett's. (laughs) <laughs> my Ding friend Taylor dog, actually wrong. asked me, is Barry short for something? I'm like, no. He goes, it has to be short for something. So I researched it on the Internet, and it's actually short for Barron's. Well, but, so your name is Barry. I mean, what is it on your birth certificate? Yeah, my parents took the shortcut. It so should, they did. It should have been Barron's. No, it should have been. You would have liked if it was, was I know you wouldn't have. You would have got your butt kicked every day. <laughs> I'm thinking about taking your lunch money right now just because you suggested your Hey, the Barron's. only reason why I keep in my last name is should I be lucky enough to procreate. I want a son. I want to name him Frank Nathaniel because then he will be Frank and Stein. Frank and Stein. There oh we go. Oh, my God. And then I'm maybe wasted. you can get a box of those Frankensteins, right? There you, there you go. Yeah. Um, you know, when I write an email to somebody and it's a business thing and then I sign it, David, and then they email me back and they say, Dave, which I don't care. It doesn't matter. Call me anything but late for dinner. And, but it happens all the time that I, I sign it, David, and I'm used Dave 
in so many things. I mean, everybody you, goes to me as a you're Dave. You're Dave Garofalo, really. Yeah? I mean, that's that's who you are. See, to me, David would be used if you're strangers, but if you're on a friendly basis, it would be Dave. Well, the interesting thing is I refer to him as David when I'm talking about him behind his back, but I always call him Dave to his face. Which he does all day long in Nashua. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this bus backing over me? Oh, its name is Barron's. Barron's the bus. There you go. Right, here's, nice. the, here's the part I worry about on each show, and I'm going to go to it right now. It's time to go into the aging room with old Fat Frederick. it's time to step into the aging room sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better just like aging room cigars they're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos and here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy nowadays it's not that I'm losing my hair that concerns me it's that I'm getting more head in my day when you got more head at least she was quiet for about 5 minutes Nowadays, when a friend asks me if I'm getting any, he's talking about sleep. In my day, all your guy friends wanted to know is if your quarterback was finding mostly tight ends or wide receivers. Nowadays, all the names of my little black book have the letters MD after them. In my day, I had the numbers of cheerleaders, field hockey players, and the captain of the men's gymnastic team. We were men with full heads of hair, hunting for tight ends that sometimes experimented with the Iron Cross. Sometimes. Aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco, try aging room cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, some are not. Is it me? Or are these bits starting to sound more and more like Mr. Jonathan's personal war stories? I believe hey, it. Come on now, I believe Freddy. It. I believe it. That's where this stuff is coming from. Anyway, tonight, looking forward to tonight, we have a sold-out event with Pete Johnson and Casey Johnson. Uh, what are we smoking, Barry, tonight? Um, we're going to be getting a three-pack of cigars, <coughs> the first one being the M80, which was an exclusive cigar made for a two-guys smoke shop. Yes, it was. I'd love the M80 Part 2. Yeah. Is he listening? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a powerhouse of a short cigar. Um, and the other cigar we'll be smoking is a Cabaguan from 2005. You've got to pronounce the G, huh? Can't you right. say Cabaguan? All right, Cabaguan. Thank you. It's like a one. I feel like I'm back in Miami. But the Cabaguan from 2005 or 2006, depending on which box you got it from, um, David had one of each box and from his own personal collection, yeah. and that wound up in the bag. And then the third cigar is a La Verite 2009. Um, which, which was put away and aged. Yeah. and That's and what it was supposed to be done, so that's what we did with it, right? Yeah. We smoked them on the show in, in 2009. Did no. we have a show in 2009? No, then it had to be the year. 2009 came out in 2010. When did the Verite come out? 2010. So it has four years' worth of age on it. Yeah. And I, was, I smoked one this week. I was amazed by the amount of spice and pepper. Especially through the nose. I thought it would have mellowed out a little bit, but it actually seemed like it got stronger. Got stronger. I haven't had it in so long. I'll be looking forward to smoking that. I'll be the first one I end up smoking. The M80 is too strong for me. I'm not going to get to that. I'm not going to do it. We'll save that for somebody else. But the Cabawan, I may smoke the Cabawan right after I get off the show. That'll be my next cigar. Well, maybe you can trade your M80 for someone's Cabawan if they're like a, a spice junkie. I have extras. All right. I'm not going through every single one. But. My, my next cigar today will be the Red Label, the Havana 6. Yeah? 
Yep, I plan to buy a box tonight, so I'm wow. going to do a little taste testing. There we go. Okay, so we'll look forward to that. So wrapping up these two cigars, it's Jekyll and Hyde. The Tatuaje um, Halloween issue for 2014 that comes out later in the week. You know, and the cigars fit their name. Jekyll was the crazed, maniacal alter ego. I don't think so. I think it was the opposite. Dr. Jekyll was the, the doctor, and he turned into Mr. Hyde. So the, the cigars the are the opposite. Mr. Hyde, you know what? I think you're right. Yeah. But the cigars are opposite then. Okay. The the Jekyll is the is the rough, spicy. Well, rough's a bad word. But it's the more spicy, full-bodied, in-your-face cigar where the Hyde is smoother, velvety, complex. The Mel Torme. The Mel Torme. The Mel Torme. It's the Velvet Fog. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, and you're going to write a review on, on this, on the Cigar Authority? You put it up there? Yeah, I'll probably tie it into the, um, to the, uh, to the Jekyll review. Yeah? Yeah. Jekyll and Hyde. And as I said, the rumor out there is that the same 13 people are going to get uh, the Jekyll and the Hyde. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, I'm starting Which is the rumor. Nothing. Pete, really quick, I'm going to put you on the spot since we've got a little bit of time. you have any ideas how many new cigars you might be coming out with next year? Two thousand thirteen oh, Verte. Right yeah. And uh actually if you want to jump in for a couple of minutes since the show ran a little a little we went through it a little fast today. We got a couple extra minutes and uh we're in the process of getting Pete a, a headset, so we'll see what other new stuff he can tell about us two, about. Two thousand thirteen. So you got the two thousand thirteen Verite coming La Verite coming out next year. Uh yeah, we're it's gonna commemorate my ten year anniversary a little bit because it's the crop from my ten year anniversary. Uh, Papine and Jaime are setting tobacco aside from it from the Estrella farm right now for that, and uh, hopefully we'll see that towards late late uh, 2015. So the final quarter. Yeah. Anything else that you you'll show that at the sh- at the trade show? Yeah, and I made a mistake actually. The the nine actually was released in eleven. So ah, so three okay. years three years worth of age. Yeah. On it. But, but you, uh, you've been trying them as the years go on. You know, I, I've done every every vintage. Um, up until well, actually 2008, 2009, 2010, I actually could never pull the trigger. I had the blend done, tobacco was set aside. I just never pushed, pulled the trigger on it. Even though the people around me that smoked it loved it, there was something just in my gut that said, "I'll skip this year." Mm. Um, and then 2011 and 12 vintage, I just got behind on what I was doing with all the other stuff, so I stayed away from it. You're so. really an artist. <laughs> That's what I mean, and I'm I'm saying that you know, you. with with the utmost respect because so many people in the cigar industry are numbers guys and they want to make sure they get the units out and they're you know they're pushing their product and you sit back and take it from another angle. It's about the art side to you. You're not going to release something just because it has a name and a date and it quote unquote should go out. You're only releasing what what you think should go out based on the art side of the tobacco blending. Yeah, I mean every cigar that I do, it has to hit my palate perfectly and uh, that's when it will get released but it's never it's never been about like oh sheer numbers i've actually thought about skipping the monsters every once in a while because i'm always unsure like okay what what should i do for the monster and how should it really portray the monster and sometimes i'm like okay maybe it's if i don't have it finalized by march or april I'm dead in the water because i can't produce the cigars in time for the release in october yeah now you have 2 years for the next one after that. Yeah, I'm glad I actually got a head yeah. start on it because uh, 2016 might be uh, 
the Kruger after Freddy Krueger. Oh, oh, there's a scoop for you. There it is. So let me ask you this question. Uh, do you have a cigar that uh, you feel, uh, not with a, with a real rating number underrated, but something that uh, you're proud of and should be a great seller and uh, kind of disappointed that the, everybody doesn't have your palate and it, it's a great cigar and what, why aren't people all over this? Uh, Larry Kaza. Yeah. Larry Kaza is one of those brands that uh, never really took off. Um, when it first came out, everybody seemed to gravitate towards it, but then after that, it just kind of sat on the shelf and disappeared. Uh, so I repackaged it uh, this yeah. year to boxes of 10, and it seems to have a little bit more life again. All right. But uh, it's a blend that uh, that I love and Pepin Garcia loves. So you don't want to give up time. on it? You said, okay, let's repackage nah, this and change it a little it bit? It was just, just the, the packaging, and I added a couple new sizes, but I, I'll, I never, like, change a blend. Okay, that's it. Yeah. It, like Triumphador, another brand that I have, it's probably my mildest cigar, and it's not for everybody. It's mild with a lot of flavor, but yeah. not, it doesn't have the strength. And people look at it and go, well, that's not a Tatuai, but I didn't want it to be a Tatuai. It's yeah, supposed yeah. to be El Triumphador. That one never really took off either. It could easily replace any mild cigar that's popular on the market, whether it be a Macanudo or a Romeo whatever, because of the complexity in it. But it, people look at it and go, it's not a Tatuai. And a Tatuaje smoker isn't going to like it because they're looking for a fuller-bodied flavor. And a guy that's a mild cigar doesn't want to try it because he's afraid that it's going to be full-bodied like a Tatuaje. Yeah, I, I, I look at it and go, you know, I don't want to Macanudo Robust, you know, when that came out, it was a loser. Yeah, because, because it wasn't Macanudo. Right. right. Macanudo, Macanudo customer was... would never want to try it because it would, they're not going to like it. And I wouldn't be caught dead smoking a Macanudo guy is going to say... You know, it might have been right for him, but he wouldn't now, do it. Now, a spin off the chat box, by the way. Someone is recommending something if you miss a year, and I'm going to take it a step further. If you miss a year, it becomes the ghost year, yeah. and you release a box that's just the box. There's no cigars in it. Empty. <laughs> it's yeah, empty. Well, the Invisible Man, that was, what was the oh, joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? And you get 100 bucks a box for an empty box or yeah. something. <laughs> would that be the marketing tip of uh, all? Yeah. And eBay. there'd be people eBay. that would buy them. I can't see yeah. the people that would buy them. <laughs> that says a lot. If yeah. people are going to buy the empty box, someone like someone made a comment about the Invisible Man. That like, why don't you do the box as a, the top would the top of the lid would be a hologram, so it looks like it's an empty box. Ah. And then of course, when you open it up, it's there because that would so be a thousand dollar box. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you hear people coming from you every direction and say, "This oh. way to go." And yeah, I get suggestions all the time. Yeah. It's, it's actually great that I love hearing the input. And yeah. I, I like hearing the ideas and. Some people are always like, oh, I got a great new one for you. I'm like, yeah, that's on the list already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Anything else coming out uh, later this year you wish to disclose? Uh, I'm trying to work on uh, re-releasing the Veracruz line Okay. as a full release. It's a blend that I love, mm-hmm. and uh, I've kind of put it on the back burner for a few that's years. That's the cigar you did the east side and the west side, yeah, correct? Yeah. yeah. And oh, I'm wow. Okay. trying to release it as a full regular line. The blend's been around for a long time, and I think it's a great blend that, that deserves to be on a shelf. So Beauty. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Uh, Looking forward to tonight for sure. Absolutely. All right. You still got time, folks. He's going to be around for a few more hours here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Stop by. Take advantage of the the deals and the swag that we have here. If you haven't met Pete or his brother, Casey, come on down. Say hi. They're nice guys. Um, Next week, we're live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Factory and Museum in Tampa, Florida, as we enjoy the Diamond Crown Experience with Bobby and Eric Newman and six lucky listeners that are joining us with with, uh, for that. So remember, folks, this and every Cigar Authority show is free. So don't be asking for your money back. 
for Mr. Jonathan, Barry Stein, the gentleman, Chuck Morrisu, who is uh, now with the Patriots. Uh, I'm David Garofalo. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Jekyll or Hyde, always remember, keep the lit end out of your mouth. And if you're enjoying the content presented here on The Cigar Authority, please consider leaving us a rating or review on iTunes. We always appreciate when you tweet out links to the show or mention us on Facebook. Thanks for listening this week and every week, and we'll catch you guys next week right here on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven.